our podcast, Working Wellness. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I am Sophie Bertrand, Registered Associate Nutritionist. So today, um, our episode is going to be talking about exercise, so all things, you know, the benefits of exercise from the physical and mental side of things. Uh, And also, you know, when it becomes unhealthy, we're going to touch on our own experiences and just talk about movement in general because I think a lot of people think that exercise means going to a gym mm-hmm. and I think we've both learned over the years that it doesn't, oh God, yeah. it doesn't have to be that way guys. Yeah I, th- I currently don't have a gym membership I'm still trying to move every day so then it's also the difference between movement and exercise. Yeah. So great you're still you still have a gym membership. Yeah I have a gym membership I was just saying before we started recording that I don't necessarily, or I very actually rarely walk out of the gym feeling exhausted and dripping in sweat. It's it's not about that for me. It's more about just going, moving my body, stretching, mixing it up, and just feeling good as opposed to, I think in the past it would have been, you know, how many calories have I burnt and can I eat yeah. a chocolate bar tonight? Yeah, like using it as a justification, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like when it is disordered, which we'll definitely get to later i think we'll end with that definitely um so little disclaimer yeah little disclaimer we're not uh personal trainers we're not doctors we're not giving medical advice we're just interpreting some of the research discussing our personal um experiences with exercise and yeah anything else yeah i think just hopefully you guys can go away from this podcast and have some a different maybe more positive outlook on exercise but like barry said we'll just be touching on some of the research that there is and we're not you know, physical exercise researches ourselves. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so were you always into exercise? No. I was the girl who would get her mum to pick her up every PE lesson. It was it used to be at the end of the day, so my mum would just pick me up early. Oh my God. I know, I feel like she should have made me do, do it. But I just hated it. I absolutely hate it. And as well, doing exercise at our school would almost be like, you know, if you were playing up in your PE lesson, it would be like run 10 laps. Oh my God. Yeah, it would be like exercise is your punishment. So I think I had it like drilled into my head that it like... It had a negative negative. connotation. Yeah. And I just thought, I just didn't like it. And my mum would always say she hated cross country and like I hated cross country. Like people would lap me in cross country. Yeah, I'm so mad around it. But did you play sports when you were younger? Um, So I did trampolining and I did ballet. What? Yeah. Wait. Did you not know this? Is that a sport? Stop. Do you go to like, do you have a uniform and you go to competitions for trampolining? Yeah, we used Shut to. Shut up. Oh no, honestly, those are huge, great things like professional trampolines. We do classes. literally crying right now. First of all, like, I hate trampolines so much. Mark and I went to a trampoline park on Long Island recently. You know what I mean? You just like jump around. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this, I'm going to pee my pants. Oh, Every no, time I jumped, was, I was Oh my like, God, and it was all so structured, and you had to have, like, the right form when you were doing, like, a, um, a seat drop, and... Like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, Did the, you do gymnastics or just trampolining? Just trampolining. And the reason I actually stopped is because they were training me to do a backflip, and the first one I did on my own, she was like, don't worry, like, I'll catch you, fucking took her arm away, <laughs> and I, like, oh, my back was in pieces. How old were you? I was, I was like, oh, how old was I? Tom and James were doing it. They they did it as well. Do you have pictures of you trampolining? No, my, my mom didn't take pictures. <laughs> Kitty carried on for longer than me, and she again. It was the back. I think it was the backflip that got her as well. 
But she was really, because she got really good and they wanted to train her for Olympics. I didn't even know this was an Olympic sport. I am oh, yeah. honestly crying. Yeah. This so I actually enjoyed fantastic. trampolining. Yeah, my mum got us a big trampoline in the garden as well. We all used to love it. Um, but it was just one of those sports that you, lo- you lost interest in as you grew up. I was like... But did your 14, school 15. have like a team, a school trampoline? No, team? no, this was outside. Of this school. was like private. Yeah. That is fantastic. <laughs> I literally had no idea when I asked you that question that this is going to be the answer, and I couldn't be happier that that's the way you responded. There was one other sport. What was your other sport? Oh my god, I'm nervous. It was badminton. Oh, that's I not that weird. Fine. My best friend in college roommate was. I used like, to be so a good at it. Girl. I freaking loved it every Saturday morning. At, I think we started at eight, so I'd get yeah. up super early on a Saturday, and with my best friend at the time, we'd do badminton together. Okay, that's not that weird. Yeah. I know people who play badminton. Um, yeah, like I said, my roommate was like the Long Island champion okay. of badminton. No, I wasn't on that. That not in that league, but <laughs> that's actually but not. Aside that bad. from those two sports, I hated running. I hated like any PE class. We used to do circuit class as well. I used to hate really? that. Yeah. You know what I find funny that we used to do in gym. Um, we call it gym class yeah. um, in America. We used to do this thing called European handball, and like each like quarter in um, school, like there'd be like a different like theme of like the sports that you did. So it'd be like basketball for a few weeks, and then you did. Yeah. Um, I was on the netball team as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was European handball, and then I moved here, and it's netball. Oh, so I, I never that's what you were talking about. Yeah, so I never knew what netball was. And oh, then yeah. I so I was on here. the school netball team, and we do competitions and stuff. Yeah, I was so like, actually, oh, so netball. From me saying that I wasn't sporty at all, it sounds like I actually was. Yeah, you were. Pretty but in sporty. my in my head, I hated exercise. Okay, you you saw it as something that was like a punishment, yeah. like you said. But with like the team sports, I guess. Like yeah. Netball, like yeah, that was fun. And I think that's a really big difference, actually, like the team sport, the camaraderie versus yeah. you know those individual sports because then you're only against yourself yeah. most of the time. And that could be quite like, um, like hard on your mind. Yeah. Anyways, I was um, I was actually like really like sporty. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I see you. Very as, like, athletic. When uh, I, I was talking about you to my mum the other day, and I was like, Barry is one of those classic little like American woppy dancers. Who, I like, am a woppy dancer. To like bounce around and move. <laughs> I bounce around. That's exactly what I do. Um. Yeah, I always played sports. I had an older brother who was actually, like, the least athletic person in the world. Um, but he loves sports, and my dad loves sports. They're just not very good at it. Um, we have this picture of my brother playing baseball in our in my mom's living room, and he's, like, swinging the bat. But the, pic- the way the picture was captioned, the ball's, like, already on the floor behind him. But he was just so late to swing it. Sorry if you're listening, Josh. I just actually think it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, but yeah, so I was super athletic. I played soccer. I played basketball. I went to sleepaway camp. I was literally on every team. Every day after school, I had like a new oh my God. sports team. I played for school teams and also like private teams as well. Like every Saturday was like a soccer game or something like that. And then Sunday was like another one. Like I was played on like a travel team. We traveled everywhere. <laughs> I loved it though. I was really good at it as well, to be honest. I was actually the captain of my varsity soccer team in <laughs> high school. That's quite an achievement. Yeah, football they call it here in America. Yeah, yeah. And ironically, it's like more of a girl sport in America. Oh, it's definitely more of a boy sport. Yeah, for sure yeah. in Europe. Um, so I always was very active. I took dance. I was like a jazz, hip hop, tap kind of girl. 
I have so many pictures in dance costumes. I did do, do some dance class as well when I was like yeah. 14. Oh yeah. Which is quite odd. And then we took that class. Sophie and I took a um oh, yeah, an exercise dance yeah, class. Was it was fun. It was fun. It wasn't what we expected. No, we I did wanted again. We wanted a bit more freestyle, didn't we? Yeah, or I just wanted a bit more like hip hop mm. with uh choreo- choreography. It was it was very jazz. Like pop. Yeah. I wanted like some I don't know, Bruno Mars, Taylor Swift yeah. kind of music and it was like Shania Twain. No, it wasn't. No, what it was, was it? Um, oh, it was Whitney Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good, but could have been better. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was always very sporty. I loved exercise. I remember joining the gym for the first time at probably like 14. I think Um, I did as well, actually. And me and my mom used to do kickboxing classes together. And we used to do different kind of classes, but I was really afraid to use weights back then. And I would only really stick to cardio. When I say I went to the gym, I was like on the treadmill. (laughs) Yeah, so I... Because I was really athletic, I have that body type that builds muscle really easily. Mm. What is it called? Like I'm an endo. Complete opposite. Is it exto or endomorph? I can't remember. It's, I, I don't know. know. I'm probably sounding really stupid. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not no, a personal no. I trainer. know those terms, but um, you have to get a personal trainer to confirm yeah. which is which. Anyways, I have that body type that literally, like, I'll like lift something over my head, and all of a sudden I have like traps. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not like that at all. And it just comes down to genetics, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so I was always really afraid to touch weights because I thought I would get really bulky. Um, but obviously now I know that's not true and I absolutely love lifting weights and that was kind of a turning point in my relationship with exercise when I found weights. Oh, okay. So I really like them now, but it was something I never used to touch. I used to just go on the, um, elliptical, what do you call it here? Uh, cross trainer. Cross trainer for like a half hour, then do some sit-ups and go home. That's a lot for a cross trainer, half an hour. I used, yeah. I think I can hack like 15 to 20 minutes on that thing. Yeah, now that's like, if I go, that's what I do. Like an episode yeah. of Working Moms on Netflix is 20 minutes. And that's what I was doing when I was back in America. It was like as much as I can handle now. But yeah, so, um, but I always used exercise as kind of like a, so in my early years, like exercise was like, I just loved it. I loved mm-hmm. doing it. And I really think it helped me like find something that I was good at and make friends. And it was a social thing. But then I think once I left school and I went to uni, it kind of changed. And yeah. then exercise was more like a physical, like um, I did it for the aesthetics reasons Yeah. when I was like in college. And now it's kind of changed. Now it's like my mental health, like Definitely. doing it for like mental clarity and just like feel good about yourself and just move your body. And Yeah. So let's talk about the benefits then of physical and mental health. And yeah. And then that will lead us on to maybe how that can become unhealthy yeah totally so where do you want to start i guess for like physical health okay so a lot of people do exercise for the physical benefits don't they yes a lot of the time people think they can change what they look like and (laughs) give themselves a six pack or yeah let me just say actually i again not a personal trainer not an expert but as far as i'm aware we're born with kind of abs Okay. And it's dependent on literally your genetics as to whether or not. Yeah, I heard it came down to body fat percentage or just where your body holds. So every, fat. everyone has abs, regardless of kind of how much right. fat is sat around that area. And then obviously, if you strip it back and you lose a lot yeah. of weight, it's more. It's more know, visible. Yeah, but I'll, some people won't have that kind of like definition, even right. regardless of their body fat. Interesting. Yeah, it's all cut down to genetics. Yeah, it's like, dependent on the, the shape of your stomach. Yeah, and that's going to say the shape of your body. Like, mm. 
some people hold extra weight on the upper half of their body and some hold it on the bottom yeah so like it's really everyone's just so different and that's why there's no like one body to aspire to because your genetics yeah. don't always allow for that and that's where it can happen. become a little bit damaging if you are solely exercising just to try and change your body type right you're probably going to be left still with body dissatisfaction 100 percent, and or body dysmorphia yes but anyways exercise is really healthy for you you know the nhs recommends 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise um it's good for, you know, lowering blood pressure, lowering your cholesterol, improving, you know, your glucose levels, so reducing your risk for type 2 diabetes. There's so many, I literally think, like, I can go on and on about every single disease. It's yeah, like, oh, if you exercise, it's like lifestyle yeah. prevention. And then mentally as well, obviously, it's very beneficial the more exercise you do in terms of, you know, if you're working it into your week and your schedule, then you are helping those neurotransmitters in your brain, releasing feel-good hormones such as serotonin and those endorphins. Yeah, definitely. So um, a few studies show that exercise helps not only like reduce stress, so reducing like cortisol and increasing like serotonin and like you said before, the happy endorphins, but it also can help create new neural pathways and kind of strengthen those. So not only is it good for like feeling good, but it's also like it improves your brain structure, which can lead to like more productivity and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it helps your brain in two ways. So yeah, your mood definitely. and like structurally. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. Definitely. And that can literally include going out for a walk. Yes. I think there was a study, so my background's in psychology, and we looked at um, like images of the brain. And after a 12 minute walk outside, the brain is so much more lit up yeah that's just 12 minutes of yeah I mean I personally find this like I totally get it when I either I could take the bus to the tube station Mm -hmm. or I can walk 15 minutes yeah and not gonna lie I often (laughs) take the bus but if I just walk and I do walk especially when I take Oscar to work I'll always walk him yeah and yeah I just get I feel a lot better like I've already one I've accomplished something for that day so Mm -hmm. in my mind it's like starting the bed on the right foot yeah but also yeah just those happy hormones those endorphins Mm -hmm. I guess that's a goal now I'm saying it so I have to do it but a goal for me would be to do that more despite the weather yeah so I obviously have a dog bear who if you follow me on Instagram you'll know oh yeah Oscar was my bear Um, Oscar was my bear Oscar was my dog I'm not like walking walking my friend Oscar He's my dog. But, um, yeah, so I would, I think it's unfair on Bear, for one, if he doesn't get a walk every mm-hmm. day. So he loves it as well. Rain or shine, like, I'll put my raincoat on, I'll get my umbrella, get my wellies on, I'll take him out, regardless of the weather. Um, and it was funny, the other day we were walking, and it was super sunny when we left, and then out of nowhere, it was, like, pouring with rain. Really? So I was like, come on, Bear, run! So, like, we both ran back home in the pouring rain, but it... I felt really good after doing it. Like, yeah. I was soaking wet, but I was I got home and I felt great. So I am working from home a lot of the time as well. I can't be inside the whole day. I have to be outside. So that, to me, is like, it's almost like a treat. Like, once I've yeah. done enough work, it's normally around 12 noon that I'll take Bear out, and then I'll come home and have lunch. See, I'm the complete opposite. Even when I work from home, I don't see exercise as a treat. I don't see getting oh, out as a treat. Interesting. I, I enjoy it once I do it. So, like, I know that I have to, and I'll take the dog it's for a walk. It's just like a chance to clear my head in the middle of the day. And Exactly. And I'm not, I'll often use, like, a meditation app at that time, and oh, it really okay. does help. 
and just like getting out really does help me in general but I'm such a lazy person inherently mm. I think yeah I think I'm actually quite lazy that I, I'd be happy to stay in all day and not exercise but I do feel the benefits of when I do which is what yeah. motivates me to do so um and that like visualization of how good I'm gonna feel when I come back yeah. helps but inherently if I could sit on the couch all day I would be like just like a limp piece of like asparagus on the couch all day that's just how I see myself just like laying there tips curled everywhere and literally just like I'm just like sprawling everywhere I'm so lazy but I do feel the benefits of yeah. when I go out and on the days that I do and on the days that I don't I also feel like when I'm at work I always take a lunch break and I take Oscar for a walk and that is really helpful for my like mental clarity and productiveness yeah so even a 20 minute walk and I, I think a lot back. of the time people who work in offices you know they'll say you know I, I haven't got time to exercise but it's things like you said you know walk to the bus stop walk to your mm. train get out on your lunch break for 15-20 minutes and just like walking is the most underrated form of yeah, exercise like, take I the feel. stairs yeah it's just walking I would say is my favorite exercise yeah it's just I just love being outside and going on a walk I love it too as long as you take me yeah. <laughs> I do love it <laughs> when I'm there it's just, let's go walking <laughs> it's just getting there running no, I running do. I hate that's oh, a different I'm story running. so I obviously as a kid hated it was lapped in cross country couldn't run then when I got to the age of like I think maybe I don't know 2021 I started to run yeah when I met you you were like yeah like running an you're avid like, oh, runner yeah. yeah you were like oh I need new trainers like my knee hurts because I'm a runner and I'm just sitting there being yeah. like I really want to make a good impression because I like you and I want to be your friend but I'm like oh yeah I love I know to run <laughs> but um I dislocated my knee when I was 17 and although that sounds it, so painful it was the second most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life was your wrist your first my hand yeah yeah, yeah. um so I, it, it recovered and I wasn't a runner at the time so it was fine and then when I started running I did start to get a bit of a dodgy knee so I'd have physio and stuff for it and I just got to the point where I was like do you know what is it really worth it do I yeah. have to run like I can find another form of exercise so now you will not ever catch me running because I just yeah. think it's so not worth that impact on my knee like I don't actually know if running is like again I'm not a physio mm-hmm. but like it's such a hard impact it is especially, yeah, especially if, when you're doing it on a treadmill every exactly. day exactly yeah. so it's like I feel like you really need the good right supportive shoe yeah. or like insole I, yeah I did all that stuff I got the right trainers I got the right insoles and when I was doing physio constantly on it it was fine mm-hmm. but I'm like should I have to maintain like if my knee is already kind of it's been through a bit of a trauma uh, yeah there's other forms of yeah. exercise that you can do yeah that, definitely yeah. So, again, the recommendation is 150 moderate exercise. If you're doing more intense exercise, then a bit lower. And if you're doing more lighter exercise, maybe a bit more. So, I found that what was really good for me were, like, I think because I was always, like, a sport team person, those group classes really, like, um, like, what's the word? Resonated with me. Um, And I really liked that. So, I started doing a lot of those classes. I was, like into like those really super high intensity mm-hmm. classes like a Barry's boot camp and Orange Theory like I wanted to like come out feeling like I wasn't sure if I was going to survive and I just like used to thrive off that feeling but then I don't know why then I I went through like a really stressful period of my life where like my visa I had an issue with my visa I was going to have to go home like that's it was hard for Mark and I going yeah. back to like a long distance relationship and my hair actually started falling out, so I had alopecia. 
and I was still doing these like really heavy exercise, you know, regimes. And my doctor said to me, I think you should cut it out because your cortisol levels are quite high from Mm -hmm. so high intensity exercise, prolonged high intensity of exercise multiple times a week can increase your cortisol levels because it's stressed your body. And cortisol is the stress hormone. Right. And so I, so he's like, I think you should cut that out and maybe look to some alternative exercise. So I took, you know, my GP's advice Mm -hmm. and I cut that out and I was just walking more. I was doing more like YouTube videos on like Pilates and yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, and my hair came back, not saying that that's the um, solution for everyone, but that really did work for me. But there's not one type of exercise that's considered better than others. And I think as an individual, you have to find what works for you and you know you don't have to do a hip workout to feel like you've done a workout you don't have to work up a sweat like you can i get the most enjoyment and feel great after i've done like a really long stretching session which is literally just like stretching my legs out stretching my tummy out like just getting into different positions and that can just be like for 15 or 20 minutes and i feel great after doing it yeah that's true and i won't be hot (laughs) Yeah, but then it's like but I also I've still got my blood flowing. You know, I'm still you know, feeling great after doing that. So I think guilt around exercise is a thing. It's definitely a thing. And I have been at the stage where you know I would feel really guilty if I didn't spend at least like 30 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah, which is just like takes the fun out of it, and that's it not does. healthy. And then you start to see exercise as a punishment yeah. instead of a reward. And then your mental health will suffer. So yeah. I think for some people there is a fine line. Definitely, and I think it's interesting because exercise is has such a positive impact on your mental health. So like one thing yeah. is you know it's a stress reliever for yeah. many people of taking that time for yourself. But also there's been like a ton of studies that show that exercise is really helpful for people who have depression and anxiety yeah. and can often even be prescribed as like a course of treatment. Yeah, see I well I still do suffer with anxiety and exercise really helps. Yeah. But I would say just to most people actually, don't bother tracking what you're doing. Yeah. Don't count the amount of calories you've burned. Oh my god, no. Just, it's so just, inaccurate yeah, as well. Just, I just want to put that out there. It is so inaccurate. I have so many people say, Well, I burned X amount of calories. Um and so like in a on a standard treadmill, if you just like run and it tells you how many calories, first of all, it's not personalized. You didn't put in anything about you. Wait, they don't know like if you're a female, yeah. a male, anything like that or however you identify, like, that's not taken into consideration mm-hmm. your genetics. So, like, it's so skewed. Yeah. So don't even listen to it because it ha- it's just so inaccurate. Exactly. And it's like, why can't we just go and move to feel great? A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And, like, I think it really comes down to finding something that you love. So there's yeah. a part of me because I think I'm, like, partly an adrenaline junkie at times, even mm-hmm. though I'm also lazy, so I have a really conflicting personality. Um, I do love those high-intensity classes, but I don't do them anymore because I know in the long run they don't serve me. Yeah. So I find other things, and yeah, I should kind of want to sign up to like an adult dance studio because I would love to do like... I would love to do that, but there's nothing, there's nothing around I know. It. It's so annoying. So, yeah, sometimes when you can't afford a gym and you can't afford the classes... What do you do? YouTube videos. I really like those um, pop yeah, sugar. <laughs> the best, such a good investment is one of those yoga mats. You can do oh, all yeah. sorts of exercises on them. I think I got mine for £9 in TK Maxx. Yeah. What kind of at-home equipment do you have? That's it. A mat. And Just then I mat, have the yeah. bands as well. Yeah, I have I the have bands. To, I have to admit I don't use them that often. 
but just doing like a 20 minute stretch or um yeah just like you the youtube videos getting some movement in there um and there's quite but there are things that i've signed up to in the past which is like seven pound a month or something yeah i pay for a ten dollar a month um american subscription pilates that i really do love Mm -hmm. and i like them because they're short videos they're like 15 minutes or 20 minutes and I like that sometimes as well like if I'm sat down on my laptop for like 3 hours I'll just get up and do like 10 squats like just to get the blood flowing in my glutes for a little bit honestly actually someone at work told me this so I don't take any of the credit but there's such thing as called um, exercise snacking so it's almost just as effective it's just as effective to do like small bursts of activity than like one oh, big session yeah. and doing that throughout the day yeah it just gets your blood just flowing. as effective as yeah. going to the gym for like 30 minutes yeah. so interesting concept um i'm just gonna say something else but i lost my train of thought so over to you <laughs> uh yeah so just find one that find an exercise that works for you um mix it up as well i will do like <laughs> probably maybe once a month i'll do a spin class at my gym i hate spin just to i mean reason i don't enjoy it that much is because it hurts to sit in that um, position it literally for feels an like hour someone just kicked me between the yeah, legs and the last time i did no sorry the first time i did it um i felt bruised down there for like two to three Same. days and then it's funny because you go and you see like the people with the padded shorts oh, yeah. and you're like you're oh, in- crazy the instructor now- walked in in padded shorts and a padded top and I was like she looks ridiculous and then you're like you were so clever <laughs> and then you're like I get it yeah um but I like to just do something different just yeah. to see because like it gets boring doing the same old thing yeah. and then you don't want to do it anymore so I wa- agree walking is a must for me that's my favorite and then I'll probably do like a class a month, and then I'll just go to the gym and do what I feel like doing. Like I've like I'm like, do my arms feel like they need moving more? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like my legs need to be moved? Just yeah. That's really interesting. I don't go to the gym. I do all my things at home, but I also have like one pound ankle weights and I think like three kilogram like hand weights because I do like to do a bit of movement because with weights because light weights help with bone density. Yeah. So keeping up your muscle mass Definitely. and your bone health. So even just doing like 12 reps of just like some bicep curls with like a light weight is just really beneficial for your bone health and your mm-hmm. muscle mass, um, which is important, especially for women, um, especially for me as well, because I have a, a family history of like osteoporosis Do and you? things like that. Yeah. So my grandma, uh, I think my mom is osteo. Penis? Yes. Like the early stages. Yes, yes, yes. And it's really common in menopause. Mm -hmm. Um, And my grandma, literally my grandma is not, she goes to the gym every day for the, forever. She does yoga. Oh, you told me about her, yeah. She's amazing. She goes, I was with her this last weekend and she sometimes goes to two yoga classes in a day. She's 81 years old. Jeez. And like she can literally do a headstand. I'm not even kidding. She is amazing. We were sitting on the floor and she was trying to help my grandfather stretch and she was like, yeah, just touch your toes like this. And you know me, I can't even do that. And I was like, I want to grow up to be my grandma. But it's really interesting. She didn't get into yoga until she moved into, like, a retirement community and they offered her those classes. So she didn't start doing yoga until she was 60. Now she's so 80. So you could start at yeah. any time. And you can still reap those benefits at any time. It's never too late to pick something up. Definitely. And I think that's quite aspirational, actually. Definitely. And also, like, if you're doing the cleaning one morning you're exerting a lot of energy like don't feel like you do have to go to the gym and you have to make sure that you've had like a really intense like focused workout 
you could just be like doing laundry or changing your bed. Like I get exhausted or changing cooking. my bed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like cooking and lifting like yeah, pots definitely. of like, like think food. Of, think like about the fact that like you are always moving. As, you know, as long as you're not just sat on the sofa all day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> I try not to. Then you probably are, you know, moving. Yeah, and like we said before, like good tips for the like nine to five work day mm. is like you know getting up in your lunch break, maybe parking a bit further in yeah. the parking lot, taking the stairs when you can. Maybe, like, offering to go make someone a cup of tea or coffee just, like, to get up. Yeah. Um, there's – you can get off the bus stop or the train stop one stop early and walk the rest of the way. Yeah. So there's a lot of little tips that you can do, especially if you're sat down all day. Your muscles really tend to tighten up. Oh, and if you are sat down all day, try doing, like, some neck um, – Oh, yeah. What's the word? Stre- like, neck stretches because you can really suffer with neck pain and back pain and shoulder pain. So just literally by doing, like, a three-minute neck stretch at your desk can really help. Yeah. Do you want to know what else before we get on to, like, when exercise can turn into a negative thing? Mm -hmm. What I found really interesting, um, because we were talking about, like, the health benefits of exercise, and there was a study that shows that exercise is also a course of treatment for addiction, so things like alcohol or drugs or things like that. And when those that were in the middle of, like, recovery stopped their exercise for 24 to 36 hours their symptoms of withdrawal started to come back so like the weakness the brain fog the you know any kind of withdrawal symptoms depending on what you're withdrawing from it started to come back so it's just another example of the positive outcomes of regular exercise and i should really i should rephrase that daily movement i think is a much more positive way of saying it than exercise Just, yeah, movement. I love that word as opposed to exercise. <laughs> yeah, because like we said, exercise comes in so many shapes. So and many different forms. So as long yeah. as you're moving your body, yeah, that's what counts. Because I'm pretty sure you will feel better for doing it. Yeah, I can attest to that. Hate yeah. getting there. Love the feeling after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So let's talk about what is too much exercise. So, well, we know, first of all, that it's very common when you're suffering with an eating disorder to overexercise as well. And that, I mean, how do you define that? It's hard. Isn't in the term of, like, when you define, let's say, like, bulimia as a compensatory mechanism, like, you often think of, like, other ways of compensating. Yeah. But isn't one of them considered exercise? Yeah, so it's like a form of purging. Exactly. Yeah. So if you are you know, suffering with an eating disorder and you're probably running on very, very little energy and then you're going to the gym with no energy and forcing your body to exert more of it, um, that's extremely unhealthy. Yes, and really dangerous for your body as well. Extremely dangerous. And it's something that will need to be treated alongside your eating disorder. If Absolutely. If that you're suffering with. Um, but in turn, I mean, that was that's quite an extreme example if you are someone you know you're a normal body weight whatever that may be for you um but you're still using exercise as kind of a form of punishment or you're only allowing yourself to have that bowl of ice cream or chocolate bar in the evening um on the condition that you've kind of burnt x amount of calories at the gym again very unhealthy because like we were saying before it's quite unhelpful and also inaccurate to track Mm -hmm. what you're burning and how many calories you've used um, at the gym to then justify what you're eating in the evening. Yeah. I think if you're using exercise as a means to, like, 
justify what you're eating, like you said, Mm -hmm. or even just, like, trying to really achieve a certain body type, that's not healthy. So, like, that's not a healthy relationship with exercise and not a healthy relationship with your body. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know for me, there were points in my life while I was doing exercise for just the aesthetic, like, just aesthetics, because I wanted to look a certain way. And now, when I do it, it's so not for that. It's more for that mental... And it's more for my physical benefit, so, like, lowering my disease risk, improving my blood pressure, or, like, my cardiovascular, just, like, performance, um, and just, like, that mental side of things. Definitely. That's really interesting, actually, that you've said that. It's just kind of made me think. My exercise and movement regime is absolutely nothing to do with my diet. Yeah. They're so in unrelated weird, now. If that, like, came across in the right way. But I do, it's nothing to do with, kind of, what I'm eating that day. Yeah. Or, unless, you know, if I have done, like... I don't know, I, my spin class, for example, I would definitely consider eating more Right <laughs> after my spin class. Yeah. Never would I think, oh, I haven't exercised today, so I can't have dessert. Right. That and would I also never think come into my head. It's important just to note that, like, we're not training for something specific. So, like, if you oh, yeah. are training for, you know, you're a competition athlete, yeah. or something like that, like, yeah, if you're, like, Olympic medalist, like, and you're yeah. training for the Olympics, or any competition in that sense, like, any, like, sports, mm-hmm. I don't know what they might be um but like if you're on a sport team and you're training yeah (laughs) if you're training for your trampoline competition you might adapt your eating to enhance your performance definitely yeah because even recovery like after a big lifting session you might need um you know your snack after or your meal after you want to ensure that maybe you're getting the essential amino acids to help repair your muscles and it's really important to say as well that every body type is different and unique so you know if you do have a specific goal then maybe working with a sports dietitian would be really handy yeah um but i think the main thing as well is don't compare yourself to what other people are doing yeah just focus on yourself don't pay attention to everyone else it's so unhelpful don't force yourself to do any exercise that you don't enjoy just because the person next to you enjoys it yeah 100 percent like, if someone says, do you want to go on a run? I'm going to say no, because I hate running. I'm going to say no. <laughs> and that's just, it is what it is. But don't feel pressured. If we get invited um, to a dance class, on the other hand. <laughs> then I'm going to say, hell yeah. <laughs> that will be the first one there. Um, but yeah, I think that so many people just think that exercise is all about the physical and the aesthetic purpose. And it's really not. But if you do feel like that, then maybe that's a red flag for you to go seek professional help whether it be from a dietitian a nutritionist a um psychologist anyone or just learning proper exercise um recommendations from a personal trainer even if it's a miseducation type of thing yeah definitely what kind of exercise you should be doing yeah or enjoy doing or want to be doing absolutely um is there anything else that you want to mention on like maybe sorry just like hit my ring on the table (laughs) um anything on like an unhealthy relationship or when too much exercise becomes unhealthy i think oh so one i do want to touch on actually is if you are jeopardizing your sleep oh really interesting yeah um so i'm obsessed with sleep and fascinated by the research so maybe that's a topic for another podcast it is i read that book yeah um but it's so not worth forcing your body out of bed in the morning and kind of cutting your sleep short to go and do a workout because I 
don't quote me on this, but I think sleep is more beneficial, maybe, than exercise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely, some people, sleep, in some sleep ways. plays with so many other, it helps regulate so many aspects of your life yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. But also, exercise can help improve sleep, but when you're over-exercising, yes. it can be detrimental to your sleep. Exactly, and I think if you do have a specific goal, and the reason, you know, you're going to gyms to maybe, you know, try and lose weight or be healthier in some way if you're then cutting your sleep short there is research to say that you're likely to overeat that day yeah when you've got a bit counterintuitive yeah exactly so you know not that weight loss should ever be the goal it should always be your health but if mm. you are you know you're doing something that you're trying to do to improve your health then really look at all aspects of your kind of routine and your life and i really think that sleep is something that shouldn't be um overlooked yeah, I agree. So some other signs of maybe that you're over over exercising besides like not sleeping or being like extremely fatigued or mm-hmm. something like that would be like if your performance levels are going down. Yeah. So maybe you're over exercising or not eating enough. Definitely. Um, if you're getting restless legs at night as well, that can be a form of over exercise. Yeah. Or you can just have restless leg syndrome, which my dad has. Okay. He doesn't exercise. Check that one, guys. <laughs> Check that one. <laughs> um, if you're getting a lot of injuries, yeah, um, might be a sign that you're over exercising or improperly caring for yourself after definitely. exercise. I was going to say, if you're just constantly feeling exhausted, then you are definitely over exercising. Hundred percent. You need to have rest days. Your body yeah. needs to have that time where it's not, you know, straining. And trying to build muscle like you need to have that repair and recovery um time yeah as and well. you need to fuel your body with the proper nutrients if Definitely. you're going to be doing all these exercises sometimes skipping the gym and having you know a really good satisfying comforting meal is just as healthy yeah it, it probably increases your serotonin levels <laughs> yeah, just as yeah, much exactly. as the gym um don't quote us on that that's not a statistic um but all, this, all the things like if you're feeling like really moody or irritable that mm-hmm. might also be signs of over exercising or if you feel like you need really long breaks in between like sets if you're like lifting weights yeah um so if you notice any kind of changes in your performance but mm-hmm. everything else has stayed the same it's probably an indication that you're exercising too much Definitely. And, you know, some bodies are built to lift heavier weights and some bodies are built to run further than others. So, again, just don't compare what you, you know, what you can and want to do to someone else. Yeah, I think that's like really all I have to say on exercise. Just exercise is healthy. Just move to feel good, basically. Move to feel (laughs) good. To sum up. Yeah, (laughs) exercise, but not too much. Yeah. That's like, if you ever hear that quote, it's like, um, oh, I'm gonna botch this. It's like, um, eat, oh, eat well or mostly plants. Oh shit, I'm really fucking it up. Sorry, I just like <laughs> swore a million times. Now I have to Google it. Um, I think it's like exercise, not too much. Eat plants, sleep. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm finding it it's a because nice it's a summary. great, it's a great like kind of indication. Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Michael Pollan. Um, so in the same way that like you would interpret that to exercise. Oh, like see, yeah. Exercise well, not too much, mostly the things you love. Yeah. Or all the things you love. Anyways, it sounded better in my head, and then when it came to fruition, <laughs> I kind of botched it. So I really apologize. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I, we'd love to hear, though, what your guys' favorite exercise or types of movement are. Because uh, I'm always looking to switch stuff up. So and if you, you want have us to any host... creative ways of exercising and moving, then let us know. Or if you want us to host a dance class. Yeah. 
And if anyone is like a choreographer and wants to teach, like oh, I'd love that. It's my dream. Like I feel like in my past life I was a dancer. I am a dancer. Okay. In my current life. <laughs> in my current made up life. <laughs> in my current made up life. At the bars, I'm a dancer. But seriously, um, dancing is just like that feel good, happy it exercise. Is, yeah. And I work up. Yeah, if, if you haven't tried it, definitely try a dance class. It's so much fun. Or walk, because it's Sophie's other favorite yeah, form of exercise. Yeah, it's favorite exercise. <laughs> Anyways, we will catch up with you guys next time. And as always, follow us on Instagram at Forking Wellness. And rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, and tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> Bye, guys.